taken from Colossians 3, verses 15 to 17. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish, ad, I don't know, admonish, uh, admonish one another with all uh, wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts, and whatever you do, whether in word, deed, or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Cheers, Tim. Uh, thanks to the guys from OEM. Uh, thank you to Stephen and the band. Um, I don't want to take up too much of your time this evening. Would you do me a favor? Would you put away your phones? Would you put away any distractions? And let's ask God for his help. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful that we can be here tonight to hear from your word, to um, learn more about you, uh, to hear about what you're doing across your globe. Father, would you help us as we hear from your word tonight to gain a deeper understanding of what it is to sing, why it's important for us, for others, and most importantly to you. And Lord, in light of that, would you help us to be people who love to sing, who love to sing praises to your great and glorious name. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You and I were created to sing. You ever think about that? Singing has been built into each and every one of us. And we see that in many different areas of our lives, um, such as the shower. Now, for some of you, the shower is where you go to wash your stinking self, but not for me. Oh, no. The shower, for me, every morning, is my stage. It's where I go to sing some absolute belters. Now, I know for some of you, you take you know, the, the phone into the shower with you, or outside the shower, the speaker or whatever to sing along to. Not for me. I am the music. I sing the guitar parts. I do the percussion. Um, songs that were performed in the bathroom of 17 Baltimore Meadows this week included Africa by Toto, even though I don't know all the words. Uh, that's been a song I've sung all my life without knowing the words. September by Earth, Wind and Fire. Tune. I Want to Be Like You, you know, by King Louis from The Jungle Book, another absolute belter. Crown Him with Many Crowns, a classic hymn for good measure, and just, you know, keeping with the theme of, you know, good, wholesome music, 99 Problems by Jay-Z. My rubber duckies were thrilled. There's a reason that old people joke about singing in the shower. It's because we do it. Another of area of your life you probably see this in is the car. You think yourself a real James Corden when you go for a spin. You do your own carpool karaoke. Don't worry, we haven't made one for tonight because that would be cheesy. Um, a girl I know uh, was sharing her most embarrassing story with a few leaders up at LiveWire, up at New Horizon. Get your forms in. Last year. And she was telling us that she once got pulled over by the police on the suspicion of using her phone while driving. She said the lights went on and she was so confused. You know, turned off the car, turned off the speaker, crying her eyes out as the policeman explains to her, you know, you're, why we're pulling you over. You've been on your phone. She's really confused, through the tears. It wasn't, it wasn't on my phone. He said, you definitely were. 
we drove past you and you were shouting into your phone. And it sort of clicked with her. She reached over, she put the speakers on in the car and full volume came on, one directions, that's what makes you beautiful. <laughs> she hadn't been on the phone arguing, she had been singing while driving into an imaginary microphone <laughs> along to one direction and who could blame her? There are few more enjoyable things than belting out tunes with your parents or your siblings or your loved ones, the songs that you grew up loving. We were created to sing. When we're sad, we go to the depressing Spotify playlist that we've made for ourselves to mope to. When we're happy, we go to the happy playlist that we've made on Spotify for ourselves to be happy to. When we're angry, we listen to loud, angry music. Maybe even if we don't like it, because it has music or words that put our emotions to something. Songs, singing, music, and the lyrics that come with us, they teach us things about ourselves, about the world around us. They express everyday emotions and connect those feelings and thoughts that we have to something bigger. Uh, yesterday, this really hit home with me. Um, the lead singer of uh, my favorite band, who wasn't a Christian, he died in absolutely tragic circumstances. It's a really sad situation. And yesterday, I spent most of the day crying like an absolute child, if I'm honest. Um, not just because a life without any reference to Jesus Christ ended, but because of quite frankly, the impact that his music had on my life. The words he wrote, the songs that he sang, the songs I sang along to as a 14-year-old kid, resonated somewhere deep inside me. They influenced how I saw the world, and they helped me in hard times. Now, if that is the positive impact that secular music can have on one young guy... How much more important is it that we get to grips with an understanding of how important it is what we sing in church, in CE, in SU, that we sing well, that we sing songs that are substantial and faithful to God's word, that teach us about him. Because when we see that, when we have a deep understanding of the importance of singing, the importance to ourselves, the importance to others in this room, the importance to God, I don't think there's anything we can do but sing. I don't see how we cannot benefit from it. Tonight we're focusing on one verse. It's on the screen there. And although we'll make reference to others along the way, it's Colossians 3.16. And this is what it says. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. As we look at this, I want us to see those three things. Why we should, why we should sing for ourselves, why we should, we should sing for each other, and most importantly, why we, would, we should sing for God. Ourselves, each other, God. Why sing for yourself? Um, for the grand prize of a packet of Haribo, who can tell me what the 15th letter of the alphabet is? Who said O? How did, how did you get, how did, Amy, how did you get there? And how did you count it? Did you sing the song in your head? We only know the alphabet. We only know the alphabet, the way we communicate with people, the thing, the, the thing that we need to use to write our exams that you're studying for right now, the things that your exams are graded with, you know, A, B, C, D, U. Um, we only know the alphabet because of singing. 
When you sing it to Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, I only found that out last week. A, B, C, D, E. Beautiful. Singing helps us learn truths, both basic and profound. And I want to test this out tonight, okay? And I need some audience participation from everybody. Um, and I'm going out on a limb here, so help a brother out. I need everybody to respond by singing. And this is ironically when you find out that the fellow that's telling you to sing can't sing. What I'm going to do is I'm going to sing the line of a well-known song. And I want you all, in unison, with your beautiful voices, to sing the next line of that song back to me. We got it? All right. Ready? Shh. Let's do this. Let's do this. <clears throat> La 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 la. <laughs> Just a small town girl. Beautiful journey, don't stop believing. We all know it. It was a hit in its day. It was overplayed to its death. Then Glee resurrected it and then brutally murdered it again. But we all know it. Next one. In West Philadelphia. Oh. Whoever finished the sentence, well done. That is what I like to see. The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And Probably not that many of you have actually watched the whole of The Prince, Fresh Prince, but you know it. Hakuna Matata. The Lion King, best movie of all time. In this room, most people knew the next lines to most of those songs. It's kind of crazy, right? If I read out of a Maz textbook that everybody in this room has probably used in, in Kleine Ark or Killikameen or Tandrigi High School or whatever the schools are in Germany, um, if I read out a really simple equation and asked for the answer, there is not a hope that you could respond in unison with the answer. Not a hope. Singing has a way to get truths phrases in the case of don't stop believing complete nonsense into our heads words that we sing reside within us they almost become part of who we are in some way shape or form and that's why colossians three sixteen uses that phrase that's on the screen let the word of god dwell in you richly if you think about the nonsense you listen to, the number of Ed Sheeran albums that you can sing back-to-back, -back, perfectly, word-for-word, -word, the number of rap songs that you can absolutely nail despite your whiteness, you begin to see how, how much knowledge, for lack of a better word, resides within you because of song. And this is why the Bible puts so much emphasis on the importance of us to sing. Not singing, you know, anything and everything, not singing complete jive, not singing rubbish about God, but singing truth, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And those are three different phrases for the same thing. Biblically based songs that contain solid biblical truth. Because when we sing songs that glorify God, that exalt Jesus Christ, it helps those truths to be planted deep within our hearts, to dwell in our hearts, to guide how we think to influence our lives. You see, when we have a greater understanding of who God is, what he has done for us, specifically in Jesus Christ through his perfect life, through his death, through his resurrection and ascension, we see that God is faithful. We see that God is in control. We see that God is sovereign over all things. When we read the Bible, as we, we've heard from Colossians the last few weeks, when we see that our life is hidden in God, in Christ Jesus, if we believe in him, our future is secure. That nothing regarding our eternal salvation can be done. 
to mess that up because Jesus has done it for us. We see that God is worthy of all praise. And when we we learn that this God is completely and utterly invested in our lives, and we let those truths dwell within us, we will live in light of that. There's nothing that we can do other than that. To sing songs of truth is to remind ourselves of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is to allow the word of God, scripture, and the message it preaches to live within us. To shape how we live, to apply truth to the emotions that we don't know what to do with. To remind us that when life is hard, it's good to sing of our pain and sufferings like David does in the Psalms. And then it's good to rest in God's faithfulness like David does as well. It's good to rejoice in the salvation and the blessings that God pours out upon us. And it's good to thank him for for that. Singing helps us process life. Girls at the back, could you cut it out? You see, if you're serious, you see, if you're serious about growing in godliness, you see, if you're serious about living the Christian life, if you're serious about Jesus Christ, as weird as it is, as awkward as it may feel for you as a teenager, with a breaking voice, with your mates around you, laughing at however you sound, whether that's at sea or church, if you're serious about Jesus Christ, you need to be serious about singing. If you don't sing when you come here on a Saturday night to see you, if you don't sing when you go to church on a Sunday morning, you see, if you don't go to church on a Sunday morning, you're missing out on singing and you're missing out on a huge part of what it is to follow Jesus. Along with reading God's word, along with praying, it's the most, one of the most important ways in which we inform ourselves of truth about God and live in light of those. The Bible's got 400 references to singing. 400 It's got over 50 direct commands to tell us to sing. When we sing for ourselves and for others, it's not just to be in the shower, in the car, in our bedroom, to our Spotify playlists, but it's to be with other Christians. We sing to teach ourselves to grow in godliness, to shape and sustain our lives, but we sing for each other's too, ourselves and others. Colossians 3.16, look at that on the screen there. It tells us if we're Christians, we need to be teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom before telling us that we need to be singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And although we are to teach and admonish, that means to like rebuke, call each other out on our sin. If we're to, we are to teach and admonish people in, in different ways, such as difficult conversations, the main way the Bible tells us that Christians are to encourage one another to teach one another, to remind one another of God's goodness, is to sing. Ephesians 5.19 tells us this. We are to be addressing, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making a melody to the Lord with your heart. You see, when we sing, we don't just sing to God. We address one another. We sing to each other. That's not something we really think about that often. And this is to teach each other, to encourage one another, to build up the body of Jesus Christ, the church. When we sing together as Christians, we're reminded that in the midst of life's difficulties and crap and struggles and hardships, especially with the troubles that come following Jesus, we're reminded that we're not alone, that we're part of something bigger, 
We're part of a bigger thing, a family, God's family. When we sing together, we're reminded that we can't do this life by ourselves, that we can't sustain ourselves, that we're in need of the Savior that we sing of, and that we're in need of the people that he gives us. When we sing together, we're reminded that it isn't me that's at the center of the universe. We are not the most important thing there is, but the Christ is. And it's just an absolute privilege to be part of his people. And sometimes when we sing, we think the really spiritual thing to do, and I'm really guilty of this as well, we think the spiritual thing to do is to close our eyes, and it's just you and Jesus. But I, I don't think that's the point. Sometimes I think we ought to look around at people when we sing. I think that sounds really weird, especially in Northern Ireland. But we've got to look around, because when we look around, we're not looking around to be, you know, judge or the singing police, but to see other believers praising God, to be encouraged by that and to encourage them. And I think the really important thing that we do when we stand up and the band or if you're at church, the organ plays, is to actually sing. We can't teach and encourage and build up each other when we sing unless we sing. We need to sing. We need to hear the voices of other people singing too. And you know, at CE, sometimes we don't sing all that well. And it's not because the music is too loud. It's not. We've got unreal musicians. We've got sound lads that are out of this world. Genuinely, they are phenomenal. The problem is that we don't sing out. We don't sing loudly and passionately. And you know, that's probably on us. We don't really talk about this all that often. And often... If you're anything like me, we let social awareness and embarrassment of how our silly voices sound get the better of us. And maybe that's somewhere we all need challenged. And I'm not saying take the mic and yell all the words, please don't do that. But what I'm saying is just sing. And maybe your response to that is, well, I can't sing. To which I would say, false. If you can speak you can sing. It mightn't be in tune. It mightn't be spectacular. In fact, it's probably not. But it's what God wants. And it's encouragement to all around you if they love Jesus. There was a girl who used to come to see about seven or eight years ago. She was, I think, in the year above me. And she was passionate about following Jesus. She loved the Lord. And that came out in her personality. It came out in how she spoke to people, how she spoke about people. And it came out when it came to the time to stand up and praise God by singing. And she could not sing to save her life. I mean, not a note. If you put a cat playing a violin and playing it pearly in a blender with a scoop of gravel and put it on, it would make a, a, a noise more musical than this girl's voice. I mean, it was horrendous. She would be singing in the key of H with no timing whatsoever. And as bad as it was, and it was bad, it was, to me, looking back on it, one of the most beautiful, encouraging things I will ever hear. Because she got this. It doesn't matter what you sound like. It doesn't matter if you're going to hit all the right notes or all the wrong notes. She understood this. We sing to teach ourselves. We sing to encourage others. And I think most importantly, she understood that we sing to praise God. We sing to praise God. Look at that verse on the screen again. When we sing, we are to sing with thankfulness in our hearts to God. 
We sing because we were created to sing. We sing because we're in community to sing. And we sing because we're compelled by God, by who he is and what he has done to sing. Singing praises to God in thankfulness. It's the appropriate response to who he is and what he's done. Last night, I had the, I want to say privilege, but that's not really the right word, of refereeing a game of football between uh, the lower sixth lads, most of whom go to CE, and the guys who are in first year uni who go to CE. It was an interesting experience, to say the least. Um, not least, when the lower six won, well, hey, there's your shout out, and, uh, and when they won, they were awarded a trophy. I don't know why there was a trophy, but they got one for the worst football game I've ever witnessed. And when they received the trophy, perhaps ironically, but I think also partially genuinely, they all burst out into songs thinking, Champions, Champions, Ole, Ole, Ole. They had just secured victory, and they sung about it, and it was absolutely cheesy. See, when you and I trust in Jesus Christ, if you trust in Jesus here tonight, We have in him, we have in our God the ultimate victory over sin and death because he has won that for us through his life, death, resurrection, ascension. More than that as well, we have a God who is faithful and who is to be trusted. If God has saved us when we're his enemies, how much more will he love us now that we're his friends, now that we're united to Christ? Of course he will. Of course he'll be faithful to us. He always will be if we love him. And praise God for that. Actually, praise God. That's why when we sing songs that are full of joy and praise and thanksgiving, talking about who God is and what he's done, that's the appropriate response. That's what God is deserving of. That's what he tells us to do time and time again. Jesus himself said if people didn't cry out in praise, they didn't praise him by saying, rocks we cry out because god is faithful we can praise him we can praise him in our darkest hours and our moments of greatest victory and honestly you won't get a more a darker hour and a greater victory than at the cross of jesus christ the christ is our savior but he's also our example and on the cross as he was tortured and beaten and mocked and abused. Jesus sang. In Matthew twenty seven, forty six, as Jesus died for you and me, he quoted the first line from Psalm twenty two. And Psalm twenty two is a song. And it says this My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? People take this verse and they twist it out of context, but at the time that this happened, the, the custom was that when the first line of a psalm was read, when the first line of a psalm was quoted, those who heard it were to sing the rest of it. And Psalm 22, which speaks of great affliction and suffering being given over to death, it goes on to praise God with thankfulness for his faithfulness, for his worthiness, for his victory. Victory that was ultimately achieved by Jesus at that moment as he hung and died singing with thankfulness. If that truth doesn't fill your heart with joy, 
that truth doesn't make you thankful, if that truth doesn't challenge you, I don't know what will. Jesus, as he died, sang praises to God. How much more should we at CE in our comfortable chairs with our rocking band, with the music on the screen in front of us to sing from, sing to praise God because he is worthy? And because we're singing to God because he's worthy, and because it's about praising him, then get this in your head. See your musical preferences, whether that's at CE or church, they really don't matter. Are the words true? Do they glorify God? Can you actually sing it? Then sing. Because it's about praising God, it's not about how you sound. It's not about how, if your voice is pitch perfect. It's not about impressing others or trying not to embarrass yourself. It's about building one another and praising Jesus Christ. So sing. I was talking to Ruth as I was writing this and she said to me, I don't know how you're going to write a whole talk about singing. I said, why, what would you say? She said, I just say, just sing. I think that's as good a summary as any. God's created us to sing. He gives us songs to teach and shape and sustain us. He gives us songs to encourage and build up others. He gives us songs to praise his name because he is worthy. Just sing. Let's pray. Father, would you forgive us of all the times that we neglect to praise you as we ought? When we let fear of what others will think of our voices stop us from praising you, the God who saves us, the God who created us to sing. Lord, we thank you for songs. We thank you for great music that we can hear and sing along to in the car, on the radio, in the charts. But Father, the songs that we hear so often speak of hope in terms as if it's not really real. Father, we thank you that we can come to see you, that we can go to church and we can sing about a hope that is sure and secure because of Jesus. We thank you that he has saved us, that because of him our songs are acceptable to you. Because of him we have a saviour and an example. Would you help us to be people who love to sing to praise your name? We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Would you stand with me?